Hello, my name's Richard Plateau. And I'm Liz Walker. And this is the Bake Canadian Takeoff, a podcast sure about the Great Canadian Baking Show. Mm. I shouted it. Sure is. <laughs> Enthusiasm. That's right. For pies. For it pies. is pie week. Okay, so as the final four approached the tent, yes. I was wondering which Hogwarts house do they belong to? Um, Natalia is Slytherin. <laughs> Jody is Hufflepuff. I think Chris is Ravenclaw. And I think Colin might be Hufflepuff as well. Nobody's, uh, what's the other one? Griffin? Gryffindor. Gryffindor? No one's Gryffindor? Don't I pretend guess like you don't know what the Harry Potter house is. Don't pretend you don't know which house Gryffindor is. <laughs> you know what? I wanted to say Gryffindor, but I was suddenly seized with the anxiety that that wasn't the name <laughs> of the house and that I was going to, I was going to mess up Harry Potter in front of everybody. Thanks. Oh, we'd get so many tweets. The baking Harry Potter crossover community is, is huge. So you're saying you don't think any of the finalists are Gryffindor? <sighs> I mean, they tend to be, like, brave, but they also tend to be a little show-offy. I don't know. I think, I think. I mean, this is a, this is a selection bias problem. I think, I think bakers just kind of skew Hufflepuff naturally. Okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I, I, can, I can buy that. However, one of the contestants is in a boy band. That's true. Yeah, okay, you make a good point. <laughs> I do think it's unfair <laughs> that you that we've made Natalia Slytherin, but They're not that's not evil. It's just that's where the evil people come from. There's many fine many fine people on both sides. Is is that one of those correlations but not a causation? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, Natalia has been as villainous as a baking show can get. A yes. reality show she can yeah. get. And she's really not that villainous. She is. She is young and talented and unapologetic about being talented. So boo. So pie face. Yeah. So the signature challenge this week was to make a detailed face in a pie. That's so disgusting. (laughs) This is not a thing, is it? Is it an Instagram thing? No. This is not. As far as I'm aware, this is not a thing. Nobody asked for this. So let's uh, let's break down the pastries. Chris went butter and shortening. Colin went all butter. Uh, Jody went butter and lard. And Natalia went uh, all butter but with cashews in her pastry. Uh, we didn't hear anything about how the lard worked in no. the bear pie, which I thought I would lo- I would have liked to have heard a little. You so so rarely get to see lard in a pie these days. Where do you uh, where do you fall? Are you all butter, butter and shortening. Um, I'm not afraid of shortening. I will use shortening. Um, but I mean, I butter usually. What about you? Yeah, usually all butter. All uh, all things being equal, are you a blind baker? No. No. No, I think maybe I just haven't done any of those style of fruit pies. Like I don't do. T- I've never done a tart. Mm-hmm. I don't own pie weights, but I have a jar of beans that I've had for at least 10 years that I use as pie weights. Oh, you know what? I must have baked something blind once because I too have a jar of beans. And on the side of the jar, I have written pie beans. Yeah. 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 yeah this is the jar. This is, these are daddy's pie beans. Don't touch them. Don't eat these. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, so I guess I've done it at least once, but uh, have completely forgotten about it. Hmm. Um, I love making pie. Mm-hmm. I have my favorite um, cookbook for making pies is uh, Rose Birnbaum, mm-hmm. Rose Levy Birnbaum's pie book. It's like it's like a Bible. It's I could kill someone with it. It's a thousand pages long. It's inspirational. <laughs> it also makes me feel ashamed. Uh, if this was ten years ago, you could have uh, you could have gotten a blog and then a book deal and then a TV series by making every pie in that book. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so Jody did a post bake assembly of her pie. She put her face on after uh, after baking. You don't think that counts? Well, I don't know. I've never seen that before. That. And what? How did she? How did she paint her bare face? It, it wasn't. I was expecting charcoal. Uh, but it wasn't. It, it looked like maybe food dye or something. Food dye of some kind. Yeah. Mm. I mean, we saw that. We saw that with Collins as well. They were painting on some kind of. Um, but I mean, it must be something that doesn't destroy the texture. Right. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. And it was shiny. It had like a lacquer to it. Yeah. So my uh, my family found the bare face disturbing. My the the kids said uh, that's some uh, that's some uncanny valley pie. The cup of coffee at the Uncanny Valley Diner. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it could be like a brand of it could be like a brand of canned vegetables. Um, what other pies did we have here? We, we had, had uh, Chris's Howling Wolf Bison Cheddar Alberta Pie. Sounded pretty good. Uh, Colin made a Madras chicken uh, curry chicken pot pie with a Medusa face. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, you you buried the lead there. He covered it with the face of Medusa. Yeah, I didn't quite get that connection between the pie and the face. No, me neither. Okay. No. Medusa deriving from Greek mythology, and as far as I know, has nothing to do with pie. Yeah. But you know, I'm open. Science cannot things. say that Medusa never never ate a pie. Colin was being really sassy. Yeah. Brown bottom. It's what we all want. Um, my husband was sitting next to me on the couch, and he said, somewhere there's a bar <laughs> full of his friends who are just hooting and hollering right now yep. when he said that. <laughs> uh, you know, we all deal with stress differently. Uh, and Natalia today, self-portrait pie. I love her. Yeah? For the for her... For, foreignness? Lack of shame. Lack of shame? Her, her lack of Canadian shame? Yeah, I love it. It's kind of amazing. Yeah. Um, so I didn't actually understand. Maybe you can explain. When she was talking about the fillings, she was talking about her husband. She says he loves beer and chili and apricots. And I thought, wait, is that the pie? Yeah, Did I, I, I have something. I have I have on my sheet here. I have written down chili apricot question mark. Okay, okay. Yeah, something about that edit just made me real confused. Mm. The editing this season and this episode seems really unsurprising. It seems yeah. like they've been kind of laying out who's who's going home like pretty baldly. They're not I trying agree. to they're not trying to trick or surprise anyone. No. Are you disappointed? I would like a little a little more mystery and suspense maybe. But then again, I I rile, I, uh, I bulk when they're like, ooh, it could be the right. person whose cake caught fire, or it could be the person who 
flubbed a little bit of frosting. Yeah. It's probably the person whose cake caught fire. Probably. Yeah, I don't want to feel manipulated. But I want to be manipulated. I guess. Yeah. I guess I do. I just don't want to know about it. I guess I want to be manipulated by someone smarter than me. Ah, wait a minute. Are we just wasting real emotions on fake events? Oh, shit. Should we be out in the streets rioting? We should definitely be out in the streets rioting. Or baking cookies for the rioters. Maybe writing, penning funny signs for other people to hold up. Or just like chucking them hot pies. Yep. Hot pie. Hot hot pie. Hot Hi, come through. Keep your hands warm. <laughs> what happened with this signature? Do you think everybody was just like f- f- pie face? What the? What? 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 Is this a recipe I've never heard of? Is this a thing you people do? <laughs> like I could just imagine, you know, four months ago, the contestants like searching Instagram looking for pie faces. Yeah. What would be an equally absurd signature challenge? Cake foot? Mm, baking hands out of bread? Yeah. Yeah, it's just weird inanimate objects, like baking a car out of cake. <laughs> that's good. Oh, wait, no, that's a birthday. birthday that's cake, actually yeah. a birthday cake. Yeah. Um, as we record this, it is October 30th. Uh, my family carved jack-o'-lanterns today, so I'm munching on some roasted pumpkin seeds. Oh, nice. I did that, too. What'd you, uh, what'd you do to them? Uh, butter, spice, a little salt, a little sugar. Yeah, How about pre- you? pretty much the same. Butter, salt, uh, brown sugar, and a bit of cinnamon. So yeah, so Jody uh, in the judging, Jody came out. Jody came out the best, and everyone else was just kind of uh, kind of good job, but not uh, not perfect. Yeah, I I I, I think that everybody kind of walked away from that, being like, nah, I don't think I'm ever gonna make that again. Don't think mm-hmm. uh, don't think that's a new family classic. No. I remember when Grandma would make a pie with her face on it. Grandmother would stay the same age, and every year the pie would get older. <laughs> well, obviously, I'm ending the, the, the clip there. <laughs> Did you catch the name of the technical challenge this week? Uh, it was a galette avoie, galette avoie, also known as a petite veau, mm-hmm. tiny liver. They really should key these sometimes. Uh, there's probably there's probably subtitles in the uh, CBC Gem app. I oh, should probably yeah. just turn them on. I hadn't thought of that. I just I can't. I was convinced that the next time Bruno or Kyla said it, I was gonna get it and hear it properly. That didn't happen. I think yep. it was it's a galette de roi, but yes, that sounds right. It has a a more precise name, which I could not catch, but it kind of sounded like. Bativier? I thought it was Patia something, pati-vie? like tiny something. Oh, like Petit. Oh, oh, yeah, it could be Patia. No, see, I've, yeah. no, now I'm... Hmm. But what was it? It was a rough puff, rough puff, puff pastry with a layer of frangipane and a layer of cherry jam. And this looked fussy as all get out. Yeah, yeah, it did. I mean, the one that... The one that uh, Bruno and Kyla took a look, took a piece of looked so spectacularly good, right? It was super thick, and you could mm. see all the laminated uh, layers along the scalloped edges. It was so mm-hmm. nice looking. And then I was watching as mm-hmm. the bakers were doing the challenge, and they've just got these like little, little like pieces of um, like flat dough. It's so flat, and it's just like one, yeah. two, three, and that's it. And I thought, oh, yeah. 
Yeah, like three three layers of like like eighth yeah, of an inch thick like pastry. Oh my goodness, is this really going to like the parachute club rise oh. up? And it totally did. Rise up, rise up, rise up in the oven. Oh, I thought it was a really spectacular looking technical challenge because it was really like you really didn't know until it came out of the oven what was yeah. going to happen. And so, let's see, some of the perils. Um, all of your filling could squirt out the side because you're, it's not, yeah, filling not containment completely breach. sealed and then burn, <laughs> which mm-hmm. happened to Jody. Um, mm-hmm. What else could happen? Put your scallops, put your scallops on, backwards. on backwards, resulting in more of a bottle cap look, which they were using a mm-hmm. half cut bottle cap to use to, which I thought was interesting I guess there isn't yeah. a, a fancy French device that you could buy at <laughs> William Sonoma to make that scalloping edge scalloper. scalloper scalloper yeah yeah uh, Chris didn't because of the thinness of the layers Chris did not put enough frangipane in or uh, cherry jam and ended oh. up with a hollow pie so the thing I didn't understand about Chris in this technical challenge is he was narrating. He said, I probably, he's like, I guess it was part of the edit. He's putting it in. He's like, I'm probably not putting in enough frangipan. Yep. And, and, he, and he wasn't. And it, in, but I mean, like, if he listened and, to the... It, yeah. Why, why not put like in more? Like, if you just said those words, then it seems like maybe you should stop and put in more at that point. Well, well, I, I, I'm willing to chalk that up to the edit because I, I believe that probably all of the bakers have a constant mm-hmm. running internal narrative right. of self-doubt. And they're probably just saying, I'm doing right, this wrong I'm all the time. probably doing this wrong. And it's only really when it actually pans out that way that they actually use it. You're probably right. Yes. Yeah, because I was just like, well, then don't do it, Chris. Come on. <laughs> Puts, you've got more in the bowl. They just showed us. There's more in the bowl. Use it. Use the whole thing. Use all of it. But that's not how it went. No. I think Chris yeah. was suffering from a lot of uh, insecurity this week. Yeah, he, he, looked, he, he, seemed, he stressed. seemed stressed. Uh, Colin won this challenge. He had no disasters, uh, which it. is all it took. Uh, Natalie came in second. She had a nice looking pie, except mm-hmm. she did her scalps backwards. Mm-hmm. 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 Jody mm-hmm. was the one who had all of her pie filling escape. Uh, just her jam. Just her just jam. Her jam, jam filling yeah. escaped at the end burned. And then Chris was. Chris came in last, and yep. uh, that was really. It was really an empty pie. Like he just didn't have near enough, and so it was just hollow. Yeah. Like a metaphor. Ghost pie. Ghost pie. Did you notice that there are no white men in the final? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. That's good. Yeah. So how do you think a third season has been different from the first two seasons? So I... I do think they've been less uh, less tricksy with the editing. I think they've been. I think they've 
been less surprising, mm -hmm. which I'm not sure if that's intentional or not. Okay. Um, what do you think about the contestants? Um, I mean, I it's hard to say because I always fall completely in love with everyone every every season. Right, and everybody seems like to like it seems totally possible that they'll get to the end. Yeah, like you're yeah. always looking out to see who's pulling ahead, and especially in those first like three episodes, it's anybody's game. Yes, and it's yeah, for sure, and it's exciting to see people from all over Canada. Some interesting diversity in the cast this year. Mm -hmm. uh, not very much interesting diversity in the challenges. Mm -hmm. uh, my wife and I celebrated our third wedding anniversary this week uh, last night. Uh, and we went out to a fancy restaurant in Toronto. We went out to a tasting menu restaurant, which is the kind of restaurant where uh, they bring you about 700 tiny courses. Oh. Uh, and it's delicious, and it's kind of it's kind of like a food assault because if the tinier a course is, the like the richer and more flavorful they can make it. Mm -hmm. uh, so so it is it is it does become a little abusive by the end of it. Um, but as part of our dessert course, we got a tiny opera cake. <gasps> You're kidding! No. Oh, that's so amazing. Yeah, it was delicious. An, op it, um, an opera cake is something I only associate with with uh, competitive baking television. Yeah. No, it was great. It was uh, it was as described. It had like a little layer of crunch and then the different coffee layers and then the chocolate layer. And it was great. Did it say opera at, on the top? <laughs> no, it didn't. And we talked about that. We tittered about that to ourselves because it, it, it was really small. It was like like maybe like like five centimeters by five centimeters by two centimeters tall. Oh. So it was just like a little one. The tiny opera, the mouse opera. What's your favorite mouse opera? Mm. Cheese, Jesus Christ Superstar. <laughs> Shit. It's got to be a good mouse opera joke. Mm. Oh, Die Fleeter Mouse. There we go. We did Yay! it. Yay. <laughs> okay. All right. What else? What else? Have you, uh, have you had any interesting bakes this week? Any interesting cooking stories? Uh, I baked a lot. Um, did I tell you how last week for the... Halloween dance I made black cupcakes? No. Okay, black cupcakes with black frosting. How'd you do it? You, just burn I, them. You just burn them. <laughs> gel color. So you have to use like uh, gel color and not like a liquid color because it's not concentrated enough. It's not enough pigment. Mm -hmm. But I also added charcoal. Mm -hmm. And I can't speak for everybody, but I can speak for my household that one to two of those cupcakes will make you poop black. <laughs> and oh god i made like zucchini chocolate bread because i'm trying to get some vegetables into my children without them noticing right right uh, like I've do you feel been... like that is a genetic drive or do you think that's social <sighs> honestly i think my son is a super taster yeah that could be yeah, yeah. i think he may f i think he might taste vegetables and he, for him he just, he tastes the dirt mm. in which they were grown in. Like any minerality, anything. He only likes foods that are bland and dry and have like a, a dry, crisp texture. I'm going to, I'm going to repeat. I'm just going to repeat a bit from a different podcast. So this isn't going to be very good. And you can probably just edit it out. 
Um, but one of the podcasts I like right now is Do By Friday. Um, and it's what they sort of the frame of it is that they set themselves a weekly challenge. And one of the weekly challenges they did was get the um, get the Are You a Super Taster kit off of Amazon and see if any of them were super tasters. Oh, I didn't know you could get a kit. Yeah, I think it's just uh, it's just a little kit. And it's little pieces of paper impregnated with the chemicals that super tasters can taste that make t- mm-hmm. things taste bad to them. Yeah. Uh, and one of the one of the hosts on the podcast has a lot of weird food issues, which is why they suspected she might be a super taster. Yeah. And about halfway through the test, one of the hosts screamed at the other hosts, wait, are you eating the paper? <laughs> and she was. Why was she eating the paper? Because she's got a lot of weird food issues and sometimes she oh, eats paper. Oh, that's gross. Yeah. Okay. Was she was she a super taster? She was. For a yep. Lot? She turned out to be a super taster. Mm, that must be so frustrating mm. for her parents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's super weird. <laughs> What's it called? What was the podcast? Uh, Do by Friday. Mm. Oh man, I just started listening to uh, Dolly Parton's America. Do you know about this? Me too. Uh, it's so good. The first episode Me too. is so good. I listened to the first two episodes. Yeah. She's an angel. Yes. Yes, she is. Oh, she's so great. Um, I saw Dolly Parton live two years ago. uh, Yeah, me too. On the tour that they were talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Um, I saw it too in the bowl. uh, uh, Exhibition at the Budweiser stage. That's right, at Ontario Place. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Uh, I noticed, I noticed um, in the, in the like prepared stage banter how how aggressively politically neutral it was how like in the stage banter she was like you know a lot of things are happening in crazy ways down there (laughs) a lot of a lot of people are saying a lot of things to each other and i just think that yeah she's i don't don't (laughs) remember yeah but i also remember looking around even like it's a canadian audience so it's pretty low-key but like looking around and seeing like Lots of different kinds of people. Yeah. You know, like Tim Horton's moms and like groups of gay bears mm-hmm. and and like young girls in their teens and stuff. It was just a real mix of mm-hmm. people. Like every color, every group of people was represented because we all love Dolly Parton because she's the best. Yes, yeah, she is the best. I didn't see her play the pan flute, but I did see her play the sax. Did you see her say, uh, play the same song backwards? Yeah, yeah. yakety sax, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah God. <laughs> She's my dad's age. Huh. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there's a great New Yorker profile of her from maybe like two years ago. Mm. I think from the same tour. And one of the things they said is that she's always got these little pieces of paper like in her pockets and stuff. And there must be somebody who runs around collecting them. For snacking? Because she's just got little... Just like scraps of songs that she writes, mm. just little little bits, and she'll like write on the back of a like a receipt or something. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, she's got to be one of those like crazy music savants. Yeah. 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 Anyway, okay. <laughs> All right. So. All right. Super All right, tasters. Let's talk about the Dolly Parton. Showstopper. Yep. There we go. So the showstopper this week was a pie tower. Pie tower. Again. 
sheer absurdity. The, uh, the character from Police Academy who made funny noises with his mouth. No, that was Hightower. <laughs> that was Hightower, sorry. <laughs> no, I think I'm thinking of a different Police Academy character. Shoot, this reference doesn't work. The, the showstopper challenge this week was to make a pie tower. Um, <laughs> consisting of... <laughs> How many Police Academy movies are there, and how many of them have you seen? Uh, I have seen at least two. I can say that with certainty, because I saw one, and then I saw another one later, and I thought this one isn't as good as the other one that I saw. Okay. Uh, and I think there are around nine. Oh, my if God. If you count, like, I've the Police Academy Extended Universe. Oh, my God. You've never seen a Police Academy movie? No, I haven't. I bet they don't hold up very well. I bet they don't hold up, I, and I bet they are politically problematic. Right. I do remember the guy who made noises with his mouth. Yeah. They had to do a lot of bending over backwards in the script to make that uh, make that work. <laughs> we need you to oh. pretend you're on a helicopter over the phone. So I really liked uh, I really liked the pie towers that were that were meals that uh, Jody and Natalia's were like sort of like an appetizer meal dessert combination. So like a three-course Three, tower. four, well, four courses in Natalia's case. A f- four-course tower. Yeah. Yeah, after you encountered the multi-course towers, mm-hmm. Colin's three-dessert tower felt a little flat. It was a family cottage pie, but not a family cottage pie. Right, right. And... He, so he had a peach blueberry and a pecan and a bumbleberry. Bumbleberry, yeah. And like my husband, again, was sitting on the couch next to me and he said, what's the difference when he saw the peach blueberry and then the bumbleberry? Right. Like, they're, kind yeah. of, they're kind of the same pie. Kind of the same pie, right. They're kind of both fruit pies. It is kind of true. Like, <sighs> you know, like if you saw, if there was a different pie, if there was a pie in there with a, like a real different technique say like a like a like a like a key lime pie right or like a custard pie or you mm. know something just a little different in mm-hmm. terms of so um but he described how his mother had made a peach blueberry pie in his childhood and he complimented her on it and she never made it again and i have a similar memory Ooh. of i think eating and i don't know that my mother made it but Somehow, a sh- I think like a Quebecois-style sugar pie made it into my house. Mm-hmm. And I was maybe five or six. And it was the most miraculous thing I had ever tasted. <laughs> I mean, it, it, was, it does sound like a recipe invented by a child, right? Yeah. And it tastes like one, too. Like yeah. it, was, it lingered for a long time. And I waited for it to reappear and it never ever did (laughs) oh so i felt that and now you are a different person now if you had sugar pie it wouldn't taste the same yeah and actually honestly i'd I'd only be able to eat the teeniest tiniest sliver without falling into a coma exactly yeah so i I, like i enjoyed his little pastry cutouts yes animals yeah his animals it felt very um hudson's bay company hbc Canadian, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yep, exactly. You know? Yeah, yeah. And that, that, that could be like the pattern on a blanket or something. Exactly. 
but it also looked a little informal. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Which was not great in comparison mm. to Natalia's European dinner, four-course European dinner. Right. And then Chris, uh, Chris, each, I thought each of Chris's individual layers looked good, especially those tarts, especially those mm -hmm. tarts with the stencils on top. Yeah. But it just didn't come together. No, he stacked his layers. So he had uh, he had the little tarts on top, and then he had some sort of a meat galette in the middle. I'm not really sure what that was. Yeah. And then he had um, that Alsatian pizza. It's not pizza, but it's like a It was a crisp pie flambe something, something. Fl yeah, that's right. Yeah. But he, he stacked them as if, like, the stacking was something he thought of at the very last minute. Hmm. Yep. And he ju he just used things that were lying around. Yeah. Yeah. Some playing cards, coffee <laughs> stirrer. You know, he looked at it and he said, at the like, uh, before they cut to commercial, he said, I don't know how that's standing. <laughs> I didn't I didn't catch it in the description or in the making, but in, like, the glamour shot of Jody's meal. She made uh, she made a tiny apple tart, a tiny apple rose. Mm -hmm. uh, but there was also a big old salmon rose in the That's in the main right. course part, which I thought was cute. I thought that was a that was cute design. Mm -hmm. Yeah, her 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 brunch tower looked really inviting, very friendly. I feel like Jody brings so much of her life to these bakes. It's all, it's all like, it's all family and it's all like her husband's a wrestler and like we do shift work. So we just eat whatever, whatever, but this is that. Yeah, absolutely. I really like, I really liked the detail about shift work. Yes. Yeah. I, th I thought that that brought some, like it really grounded what she was doing and, and the baking. It took it out of fantasy and it put it into, you know, this is how we live. Yeah. And this is this is this is working. This is the working life in late stage capitalism. <laughs> Time no longer has meaning. Right. Hamburgers for exactly. breakfast, cereal for dinner. Stacks of pie. Oh, I not stack up a pie. Anyway, she uh, she got a great compliment. One of the best tarts I've ever eaten yes. in a long yes. time. Yes. So that's pretty good. Did you catch Natalia when she was chopping onions? I am strong. I am tough. <laughs> I am not crying. It's okay to cry. It's okay to cry. It's also okay to clap and jump up if you're made star baker for the third or fourth time. <laughs> it's totally fine. Enjoy it. And don't feel yeah. any shame for it. Yeah. I think it might be okay. I think it might be okay to acknowledge that you have done well. It's uncomfortable for me to say that, but it might be okay. Right. Colin was wiping away some tears because uh, he made it into the final. And he said, I'm just so proud of myself. Yeah. And I thought, I don't, I don't know if I've ever felt that. <laughs> Feeling? Feeling. <laughs> mm. Like just being so proud of yourself. I'm not sure. Like sometimes you tell a really good joke and then you laugh and you tell it again. <laughs> uh-huh. You? I don't know. I've written, I've written some okay computer programs and then like looked at them the next day and been like, that's an okay computer program. Yeah, yeah. Do you think going back and looking at them the next day is part of it? Yeah. 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 I think You're it's... like, yeah. You need to assess. Was that as good as I thought it was? Well, yeah, I guess it was. I guess I've written a couple of emails that I've gone back and been like, nice. 
Nice. nice email. Nice email. All right. Um, what is this podcast called? Oh, God. What do I do? Thank you for listening to this episode of The Baked Canadian Takeoff. Uh, our theme music is Dog Politics by Elvis Herod off the album Mood Music for the Apocalypse. You can find us online at Bake Canadian on Instagram and Twitter. And we'll be back next week for the finale. Hey, it's the finale. The finale. When we will find out who will be crowned king or queen baker. That's it, right? That's it. We did it. We forgot to say that Chris got kicked off. Oh, yeah, and Chris got kicked off. Look, it was foreshadowed from, like, the very beginning of the episode. There was no surprise about it. Bye, Chris. We're sorry to see you go. Yeah, I think it was, I think, I think him getting, getting voted off the island was actually in the preview from last week.